Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, February 18th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's what we're watching today. Washington takes on GameStop, plus America's new can't-do attitude. But first, today's one big thing. Is Michigan's expungement law the future of criminal records? One in three Americans has a criminal record that will show up during routine background checks, whether that's for finding a job or renting a house. Now, states across the country are tackling this issue by making it easier to erase or expunge those crimes from their record. Michigan is the first state that will soon enact the country's most expansive expungement law. Axios' Jennifer Kingston has been reporting on what these changes look like. Jennifer, why is this so important? It's so important on many levels. One is in terms of employment. So many employers will simply throw out a resume or job application if there's any red flag along those lines. I've heard of parents who are denied the opportunity to go on field trips or participate in their children's school life because of what they did in the past. And expungement takes care of all these things on every level. So that said, what is set to happen in Michigan this April? Michigan has set a high bar in terms of creating a broad menu of crimes that can be expunged with waiting periods. You can't get right out of jail or right off probation. You have to wait several years, as well as in the future, an automated process for doing so, a computer system that will go through records. And when a statute of limitation is up on the crime that you've committed, it will automatically expunge your records. How much of the Michigan statewide effort is because of things that began in Detroit? Very much so. The mayor of Detroit, Mike Duggan, has been out in front of this issue. He, several years ago, set up an effort called Project Clean Slate, where they recruited staff attorneys who do nothing but process expungements. They make it easy. Instead of you, as someone trying to get this done, going from one agency or courthouse to the next and having to hire lawyers at your own expense, these pro bono lawyers will work for you, guide you right through it, and really essentially become a one-stop shop for expungement. We've been talking about Michigan and how that may end up being a model, but this is happening across the country. Yes, there are laws bubbling up in states like Mississippi, Virginia, Florida that are being debated now. And while there is bipartisan support, there are always sticking points on what the details are going to be, how far the laws are going to go. Right now, advocates in just about every state are pushing for the automatic option so that people don't have to go through lawyers to try to get this done. So that could be the way of the future with this phenomenon. Jennifer Kingston writes the Axios Cities newsletter. We'll be back in 15 seconds with what you need to know about today's GameStop hearings in Washington. Welcome back to Axios Today. The next chapter of the GameStop saga will unfold today at legislative hearings in Washington. We'll see the CEOs of Robinhood and Reddit. A reminder, they got their customers and users involved in upping the share price of companies like GameStop. They'll be testifying alongside hedge funds like Citadel and Melvin Capital that lost millions of dollars when company share prices in GameStop soared. 
Axios's business editor, Dan Premack, has been covering this on his podcast, Axios Recap. Dan, these types of legislative hearings are usually about looking for what went wrong. So how do you see this playing out today? What I see is a bunch of politicians who are going to get the opportunity that the House Financial Services Committee loves, which is to uh, make a big show and get on cable news. But in terms of what, quote, went wrong, no one's really said anything did outside of some problems that Robinhood specifically had in terms of being able to uh, service trades on certain stocks. But in general, the market was incredibly volatile, but it worked the way it was supposed to work. So what are you thinking about when you're thinking about where we go from here? There's no good ideological fault lines here. Ted Cruz and Elizabeth Warren are kind of on the same side of this, but it's not exactly clear what happened that anyone thinks is wrong, right? Like you can argue coordinate each other via social media, but you could also argue that's no different than a hedge fund manager going on CNBC and being watched by millions of people at the same time. But in general, I think this is simply going to highlight that stock market picking and and stock market investing is really gambling in a three-piece suit. Axios Recap host and business editor, Dan Primack. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Between the coronavirus pandemic, the 2020 election and its aftermath, and extreme weather events, it feels like we're living through once-in-a-century moments every few months. And the power outages in Texas are just the latest in a series of disasters that politicians have used as partisan talking points. Here's Texas Governor Greg Abbott speaking with Sean Hannity Tuesday. Sean, this shows how the Green New Deal would be a deadly deal for the United States of America. That same day, Julian Castro went on MSNBC to blame the Texas government for the massive power outages. It's led by people who are uh, absolutely married to fossil fuels some of whom are climate deniers, uh, and that's made it very tough for us to modernize our system. Axios co-founder Mike Allen is here to help us reflect on the big picture. Mike, were you surprised to see just how quickly the situation in Texas turned into partisan bickering? I was. And as you know, I'm very clear-eyed about where America is right now. There are people who are in their homes with no food, with no heat, and yet all of a sudden it was red and blue on the TV and people are skipping right to blame. We haven't even solved the problem. The problem hasn't even run its course. And so, I mean, I think the message that we're all getting is instead of working together, the message seems to be the opposite. No, uh, there's no question about that. And you talk to historians, our colleagues, David Nather and Scott Rosenberg, did some research on America's can't-do spirit, and they found that another period in American history where you saw this was the late 70s. You had defeat in Vietnam, the crimes of Watergate, the president, uh, Jimmy Carter, talking about a crisis of confidence. And you pull back the camera, you watch America as historians will watch it. And these are a lot of disturbing data points adding up. I think it's very easy to lapse into cynicism. Why do you think we shouldn't do that? Well, I think that we should be clear-eyed about both sides of the equation. And that is that these are a lot of worrisome warning signs. They show that partisan conflict isn't just something that you see on cable TV and that you can turn off. No, it affects real life. Like, you have to be honest about all of that, but still be able to look at what's happening 
and see that people are people and people by themselves remain pretty good actors. It's when they put on their shirts and skins and jerseys that you start to get trouble. Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Thanks, Mike. Now have the best day. And before we go, why today should be the best day for NASA. This afternoon, the multi-billion dollar rover Perseverance is set to land on Mars. It's NASA's first true mission designed to search for ancient life. Percy is scheduled to touch down just a few minutes before 4 p.m. Eastern this afternoon. That's all we've got for you today. You can always send us feedback by emailing Axios.com or reaching out to me directly on Twitter. And if you like Axios today, we'd love it if you shared this podcast with a friend. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.